Welcome to a very special Inside LAFC. LAFC preparing to take on Tigres Tuesday night for the CONCACAF Champions League. I can't believe I'm saying that, but we're we're blowing it out. We're bringing in all the heavy hitters who cover LAFC in a special roundtable. I will say Dave Denholm should be here, but he has an obligation, so he couldn't make it. But we'll get Dave on the next time. But it's my pleasure, as I see their names up there, to, to welcome in Armando Aguayo, who is the Spanish radio voice for LAFC. You know that for 980 La Mera Mera, also with Tu Liga. Francisco X Rivera, who is the TV Spanish voice for LAFC for Estrella TV. And Mark Rogandino, who joins me on YouTube TV as the host for LAFC coverage. Gentlemen, we'll get right into it and we'll have a good time. But Mark, this is a, this is a moment in time for all of us. I, we even four or five days ago when they're preparing to take on Cruz Azul, it was hard to imagine that this could be a possibility. And now 90 minutes away from being champions of North and Central America. How, where does this, where does this moment stand in the short history for the black and gold? Well, I tell you what, guys, I mean, you think about this. Uh, first, let me say it is an honor to be with this prestigious group, Armando, Equis, Maxis, Bret, Maxi Bretos. I mean, yes, we miss Dave Denholm, but I digress. Uh, you know, I, I look at this and we're not too far from Hollywood down at Bank of California Stadium. And this is literally like a movie script after after bowing out again early in the MLS Cup playoffs. You know, you knew that there was the possibility of playing that next game against Cruz Azul and thinking, oh, what if, you know, what if, what if we take them down after we took down Leon? The good news is I think that little break and that little maybe that, that, that little escape from not having to worry about what was going on in MLS. I just love how focused this team got. And now the opportunity to play for a regional crown a huge trophy that has just tremendous bragging rights and not to mention the carrot at the end of the tunnel of possibly an opportunity in the fifa club world cup i mean as you can tell guys i'm over the moon this is fantastico <laughs> i'd rather we all cover league mx and we it was it's not supposed to happen this way you're not supposed to come into a tournament and beat leon cruz azul and america and they've done it pretty comfortably i mean they, this is not something that they've they look like the better team in all of these last three games. First of all, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so grateful. Rogo, X, and of course. Mucho amor in this room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much stuff in this room, so much stuff to say. Um, but I'm going to second what uh, Rogo said, you mentioned. I believe in this team ever since the first game with against Leon. I had the chance to call that game, and I, I really believe they were so fo focused in beating Leon. They had to beat him by three goals, and they did it. They have some disadvantage for, for having two goals against. And then I've seen a, that look, if, if, so to speak, of Br Bradley and his boys. Eh? The same look, the same face, the same uh, uh, force they, uh, they play against Leon. They did it against Cruz Azul against America, they did it too. I mean, it, it's kind of hurt, it kind of hurt me a little when they say that, uh, oh, come on, uh, they deserve to win the Mexican team because we are the, the best football and everything. I'm sorry, LAFC is a very strong team, a very disciplined uh, team. And he can eat any, he can beat any team right now. Wow. Because that's the way they have it. That's their DNA. That's what I, I really see in an LAFC, and they had a very good chance in beating Tigres. 
because Tigres hasn't been challenged the way it's supposed to be. Eh? So I, I go for LAFC with all my marbles. <laughs> Armando, Ar Armando, Armando, you had to be a little bit preoccupable, though, when, uh, when we saw the red card to Edward Atuesta. Yes, we have that faith in LAFC, but I think all of us were like, oh, my goodness. Now we're shorthanded. But uh, again, I go back to Hollywood script, right? It was storybook. Yeah, yeah. I know it's going to be a little handicap, not having a, the best guy in the mid, in the midfield, uh, but I have so much faith in Latif Blessing. I really do. I think he's going to he fit great. right perfectly right there because he did a great performance, even though he played for only, like, what, 15 to 20 minutes? And he did good. He did good. Nobody knows this guy. And so I truly, truly believe that if play, uh, Blessing is going to be the one who's going to be playing on Atuesta uh, position, that's it. Vamos a ser los campeones. Abuelita de Batman. Francisco, I, I want to bring up something that Armando brought up, which was interesting. It, it, it seems like LAFC is a good matchup for these Mexican teams or the Mexican teams that were so dominant against MLS clubs struggle to they're chasing LAFC. LAFC had the, the possession edge uh, or playing attractive football. And then you say, OK, they did it against Leon and they did it against Cruz Azul and then they did it against America where, you know, big possession edge. Is that something? I mean, Tigres is different, but is this something that you would think most Liga MX clubs would struggle against? Well, I think this, they're scouting a different team that uh, is playing in Concrete Champions uh, right now. I was speaking to some people from Monterrey earlier today, and they were asking me about the 40 goals that this team allowed during the season. And I said, you're looking at a completely wrong team, a completely wrong picture. You are used to seeing that 4-3-3 lineup from Bob Bradley attacking and defending, attacking and defending, a lot of times being vulnerable on defense because of the defensive transition. But now you're looking at a different team. You're looking at a thing that's more compact in between lines. You're looking at a team that for the first time is playing physical. Usually rivals yeah. in MLS play us very physical because we create the football, right? Um, that's the way you can stop Vela. That's the way you can stop K. That's the way you can stop Rossi. This time around, we are the grassers. And I'm not condoning violence by any means, but at the same time, we are the ones cutting every other attack from any other team. So I think that's what's surprising, you know, other teams. I think that's what's taking them or uh, catching them off guard. The fact that this is a physical team now, this team is going to try to uh, dominate the game, both physically and strategically. I think I got to give props to, to Bob Bradley because that's what's happening. I think these teams are not basically knowing what's hitting them right now. So um, if you ask me, I think LAFC is a favorite just because of the pressure that, that Tigres has. So Cruz Azul, you know, was lost completely mentally, uh, morally, anemically. They were done. Uh, America, with all the pressure and the responsibility, because every time you come into a tournament as a representative of America, you have the obligation to win it. There's no way around it. And now Tigres has the responsibility. Fans are very confident they're going to win the game. But the media broadcasters not so much people are like oh this LAFC team plays well they, they bring something different we're not that confident but at the same time Tuca Ferretti is also in the hot seat so you're going to face three teams in a row that have some kind of issue that have you know you know then again their manager their head coach is in the hot seat so they have the responsibility they have the pressure LAFC is happy to be here I think the mentality has changed now now we are like we have to win this 
But at the same time, I think you have to use that pressure and that responsibility the other team has in our favor. Francisco, I, 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 love, I love the comment about uh, physicality. And, you know, I know I might take a little bit of flack for this, but obviously I, I, I hate the extra theatrics that we, we see sometimes. Obviously, we saw it firsthand with Memo Ochoa. And I, I hate that extra theatrics. I, I just get concerned that if we are the aggressors, if we are the physical team, you know, the last thing we want to do is put ourselves in that situation that we had coming into halftime of the last game against America because you got away with it once, right, and still were able to come back and win the game. But you can't count on that to happen again over and over. And the whistles, the whistles in both games that we've seen in Orlando have been quick. So you've got to play the officiating. And I think it's going to be the same situation here. So the I think Jesus Murillo and Segura have been – tremendous kind of anchoring down, but we have seen some touch moments, even the penalty in the game against Cruz Azul, which is probably a penalty, but it was, you know, it was kind of in between, but I, I, I think it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a situation. And Francisco, I know, cause it was directed to you. Sorry to jump in there. It's a bit of a situation you got to be leery of, but there's a fine, there's a fine tuning where you could probably still be the physical team and still work the referees the way you want to. But it's nervous and it's nerve-wracking. Well, one of the problems too, the referee. I mean, I, and I'm not gonna, you know, you know, I'm not gonna say refereeing in Concacaf is great. But then again, you ha- sort of have to have a standard. And when I saw what was happening in the beginning of the game against America, I was like, if the referee doesn't intervene quickly, the game is just gonna run away from his hands. I mean, and that's exactly what happened. And I don't blame players for doing what they're doing. And I get Rogo's point in the fact of the theatrics and what you like or what you don't like. But at the same time, you got to do any, everything that's at stake to win. You know, with so much at stake, you have to do everything that's around you. Use all the resources you have to win. And everyone's going to try to impress the referee. Everyone's going to try to cheat the referee. If he's not showing any authority, he's not putting out any, any yellow cards. I mean, what happened really was awful. I mean, the, the first, when, when Palacios was booked, uh, for for uh for an for an aggression against an America player, I think it was Leo Suarez. Leo Suarez. I yeah. thought Leo Suarez's leg was broken. I didn't see the play, and I turn him like and, he, and I see him on the ground. I'm like, I thought he, he broke his leg, and then I saw what happened. I'm like, oh, there's no way. So I think the only problem tomorrow, I, I think Tigres is going to see that, and they're going to try to provoke LAFC players, and that's where I think your experience has to come up. And as a young player, you're going to be like, listen, I'm not going to fall into any provocations. I want to stand pat. I'm just going to I'm going to be very calm. And I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for LAFC tomorrow. And I was terrified that they were going to give a red card to Chiqui Palacios at that moment. Thankfully, and, and, and Chiqui, and Armando, Chiqui, you can't swing out like that, even if it's just a little tap. I think that's something that Bob Riley has to tell his players. Don't don't fall for that, because as Francisco pointed out, Armando, I think we're going to see that again here in the final because it works. It's worked. But let me well, let me just so, hop in real quick, Max. Max, let me hop in real quick, and I want I know we're going to talk about more talking more about what's going to happen against Tigres. But from a, from a Latin media perspective, for Francisco and Armando, I, I got to imagine that players outside of America, uh, that there, there's a loss of respect for Memo Ochoa trying to change the game, trying trying to change the game that way. I get it, trying to draw some cards and stuff like that, but he, he acted like he acted like it was a right hook from Mike Tyson from, from Canelo, you know? And it was like, it, it was, it was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah. But we have to understand something. You know, this theatrical stuff and whatever uh, Cáceres did, 
uh, grabbing his leg like he was broken or Memo Choa. This is part of the soccer. This part, yeah. this is part of the football, right? Especially in, in Sud America and uh, and in Mexico, it's, it's it's always been like that. Um, but I think Atuesta was not ejected because he hit Memo Choa. It was because of his set afterwards. He was exchanging words with Memo Choa in front of the referee. And I truly believe that Atuesta says something big because they asked him when he was walking outside of the field, what happened? And he said, you know what? Memo is, es un hijo de la... Because I didn't even touch him. So all they have to do, LAFC players, is not to engage with this kind of situation or provo or, or, or las provocaciones the other team is gonna do Tigres. Tigres is kind of a dirty team, okay? That's gonna be even worse than Mexico than America. Oh boy! Plus, plus, I'm gonna add this: Tigres has lost three finals already, so they're gonna In the be last four like years. A, yes, they lost against America, against Pachuca, against Monterrey. So they have to win this one, and if if Tigres score once. They're going to put the Tuka bus or the Tuka bus uh, <laughs> uh, all the way in the back. And believe me, they're going to they're gonna take care of that goal, of that score, no matter what. So LAFC needs to pressure from the beginning, the same way he's been doing it. And I don't know if, if LAFC, they need to go underscore. I mean, they need to receive a score once first in order to get everything outside from them. They were... Uh, losing against Leon, they were losing against Cruz Azul, they were losing in America, and it seemed like they used that in order to boost that. And, but you can't keep doing that, I would imagine. You can't keep, hey, we're um, going to fall behind every game, and uh, I do with it. Hey, Mark, I know we, got, we, we only have you a couple more minutes now, I'll continue the conversation with Armando and Francisco, uh, but uh, what say you? How do you see this happening? Where do you is, as Francisco pointed out, LAFC the favorites? I tend to think they are, but it's it's such a fine line. It's a very fine line here. I'll tell you what, I think I think that the way that Carlos Vela played in that last game is kind of what we were hoping for when they matched up in the, in the MLS Cup playoffs, right? And I think the good news was, we I think we see him a couple weeks healthier. And I think that's done him a lot of good. So for me, it's, this team wins this final if Carlos Vela plays like he played last game. If he's the threat that he was on the ball, making dynamic runs, creating space, attracting extra defenders, then that, then that might not even lead to him scoring, but it's going to lead to Diego Rossi having more freedom. It's going to lead to Musaski having more freedom to do things. Um, I would love to see Brian Rodriguez mixed in a little earlier and, and, and have an opportunity because I think he's a type of dynamic player that will be able to make a difference in this game, especially if he doesn't start coming on at the like hour mark and just running at guys that have tired legs. Um, but I look, at our, I look at our guys ready to just put their foot on the gas pedal and make it a long and difficult night for Tigres. I like the sound of that. Um, and Francisco with – my concern, maybe it isn't a concern because maybe Carlos Vela is match fit now, but you've played two games in five days and now you have a quick turnover from Saturday to Tuesday, which is kind of standard like what they do in Europe. But still, I, I, I would I think Carlos Vela holds up, but Brian Rodriguez is an interesting option because he's going to be relatively fresh, at least for a half. 
even though he had that three-week quarantine. It's like a bit of an ace up the sleeve. But how do you think Carlos Vela holds up in the big picture here? He looked very tired at the end of the last game. And you could see his face after all the effort, after um, counterattacking, as LAFC trying to counterattack so much and start from the back. I think Carlos did a lot of uh, sacrifice work going back and forth. Um, and I think you, first of all, as an LAFC fan, not as a broadcaster, you have to you have to give him props for what he did. I think it was a great effort. But at the same time, you know, he's, uh, he's over his 30s. Uh, he... He's obviously, you know, going to, you know, face a very physical Tigres team again. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. Uh, but you know what? I think adrenaline is going to kick in early tomorrow. And, and Carlos is going to do his best. And you guys recall there was a time in which uh, Bob wanted to bring Carlos out because of a precautionary measure only. I think he, he had been um, dealing with an injury. And Carlos said no. He didn't want to come out. And Carlos got mad because he got out of the game. He's a, yeah. he's a warrior. I mean, he never wants to come out of games. Even if it's just like a precautionary measure, if it's good for the team, he's like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm the captain. This is my team. This is my game. Don't take me out. So um, I think he's going to go all the way uh, to the end tomorrow. And then again, there's a, there's a huge motivation for Carlos to win this tournament. He's facing his, his fellow countrymen. He's facing a big team like Tigres. And I think he's understand the responsibility. Now, if LAFC wins tomorrow, this is for MLS. This is not only for Los Angeles. This is for the United States. This is for MLS. And this is for the credibility that this league has been waiting to get for years and years after, you know, being kicking the very air every yeah. single tournament. Everyone benefits from, everyone in MLS benefits from LAFC winning this tournament because it's a thorn in the side of the league that they can take out and say, finally, we made it. We're going to the Club World Cup and we don't have to keep taught bringing this up every time this tournament rolls around. So it's, it's big in a lot of ways. Mark, we left Mark Rogandino had to leave, but we'll we'll wrap it up here quickly with Armando and Francisco. How do we see the starting eleven? And Armando, you said Latif comes in. I think I I would agree with that. Otherwise, I think the the eleven remains the same. Danny Masovsky. I think people say, can we get Brian Rodriguez? But Danny Masovsky, he did something in the first half where he there after the goal from the corner kick, he cleared the next two corner kicks with headers. And I said, that's important because we're going to give up corner kicks. We need as he did. That's what Dio used to do. He would be an extra defender who could be capable. So when I saw that happen twice, I go, okay, he's, he's going to have to be in there. And then he'll probably, maybe someone will get replaced. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would think it's the same 11, which is it. It's going to be an interesting factor, Armando, because I think Tigres kind of cruised against New York City. FC. They didn't have to push themselves. The game was over in the second half. And then Olympia got the red card. They got to cruise in the second half. So this is going to be the fresher team. So LAFC playing close to the same 11 with the replacement, Eduardo Tuesta. It makes sense, but it's it to me, it puts them in a disadvantage because of the freshness over a week. You know what? Um, we have to is, um, think about Tigres' defense. They haven't received a score. They haven't, they, nobody scored him. They scored it at all. They, they won a, a New York FSA in the two games. They didn't, they didn't get any, any, any goals. And this last against Olympia, the same deal. Defense were played, they were scoreless. Uh, they're very good defense. But um, I think Musovsky is a great addition because he moved himself without the soccer ball. He opened breaches, he opened doors. Uh, uh, 
it takes the two defenders in the middle defender. They, they, they chasing him. So that could be a good, a good road for Carlos Vela or for even Diego Rossi to get closer to, to Nahuel so they can score at the beginning of the game. Francisco, what, Tigres, you, you give LAFC the edge, but Tigres have talent everywhere. This is a team that you know spends money, gets good players. They have great scouting over the years. Obviously, this breakthrough moment by bringing Andre Pierre Gignac, a move that I don't think anyone thought was possible, and he has been maybe the best player in that league over the last decade. So, who 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 are some te- who are some players we've got to be leery of from this Tigres team that could give them the edge in such a critical game? You talk about scouting, and one of the great things that Tigres did in recent years was buying a lot of players from South America and then putting him uh, across different teams in League IMX. And one of those players that um, they actually hit jackpot with was uh, Leo Fernandez from Uruguay. Uh, they bought him from Phoenix. Then they loaned him to Toluca and to Ude Chile. And they had to bring him back at some point. There's been some criticism about the use of Leo Fernandez because we know Tuca loves to use veterans. He doesn't go with young players. Leo is only 22 years old now. And uh, Tuca wasn't using him, but he got a lot of pressure from media, from fans. And at some point, he had to give him a look. You know, and, and Leo has been amazing. He scored an incredible back heel at Taquito goal um, against uh, Olympia in the first game. I mean, I'm sorry about against New York City FC in a previous game. So he's one of the players um, that you can you can miss. I mean, he doesn't speak, skip a bit during the game. Obviously... Pierre Gignac is a guy that you don't want to lose. Javier Aquino, you might be losing him due to injury. And that, that could be a huge one. A guy that, you know, goes back and forth that would be perfect to actually, you know, stop one of our wingbacks um, and joining the attack. So um, also Quinones, another interesting guy. And I think where, where the battle is going to be situated with the trenches, right? So uh, without a Tuesta, you were going to have Mark Anthony K. You're going to have Ginella most likely going against two very, very rough and experienced guys, just like uh, Guido Pizarro and Rafael Carioca. So uh, a, a very talented team. Um, I remember talking to some media from Monterrey a couple of years ago, and we were talking about pay structure in MLS and about DPs. Um, and we were going through the salaries of players, and they were saying, oh, you know, if this applied to a Liga MX, Tigres and Monterrey would have like 11 DPs. <laughs> and we have a lot of guys that make a lot of money. And, you know, the reality in Monterrey, it is the richest city in Mexico right now. They have all the money in the world, literally. I mean, owners from uh, Tigres and Monterrey are amongst the richest men in the world. So they have, you know, they have their hands full and they have a lot of money to spend. And I think, as you said, it's been discounting. But at the same time, you have all the money to buy Mexican players that perform at a high level. Diego Reyes hasn't done well for them after playing the World Cup, but they have guys like Luis Rodriguez, who represents the Mexican national team, Uguayala, Carlos Salcedo, who came back from Europe. So, you know, I think this team is loaded. But at the same time, because of Tuca's defensive style, which Armando alluded to a, a little bit uh, earlier, I think he doesn't take advantage. He doesn't really squeeze the juice in this team just because of his defensive style of play. Remarkable. I, I went to Monterrey for the first time in 2019, and... Uh... I didn't know what to expect. And I stayed at a hotel and there was a Tesla dealership. It's a massive Tesla dealership across the street. And right above it was a Bentley dealership. I go, wait, am I in Beverly Hills? 
was in Monterrey. So I wasn't aware of that, but now you see it and you see the importance of the football within the club. Armando, anything to add about Tigres that uh, we should be worried about? But it's, it's, it's an interesting dilemma because the talent and the way Tuca Ferretti approaches it. But they've won so many trophies in Mexico. This one's gotten away. I have to think that the pressure is going to be there right now. Wherever they are training, they're thinking about it. We got, we got to win this. And we can't be the team to lose to an MLS club. Yeah, they got to win this because I already told you guys is because they already lost four, uh, three times already the finals. But I'm totally agree with of what Francisco said. But this team, this team hasn't won anything international. It hasn't. They lost Copa Libertadores. They've been losing this Conca Champions tournament. And so this team is it, like, like it's not prepared to win outside of, of his field. Hmm. It's, it's understandable. Yeah, it's, it has a great team by names. But but if LAFC attack Tigres the way he's been doing it, he's going to do a lot of damage to Tigres. Eh? I really, really do believe it. And I might add one thing. It's going to be another competition to see who's going to be the best, Carlos Vela or Guignac. Each of them, they have five goals in this tournament. So... Come on, Carlitos already beat Zlatan. It was way bigger than uh, than Guignac, but this is going to be very interesting to watch. So who's going to be the queen? Who's going to be the, the 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 golden boot this uh, of this tournament? It's a great but story, really, right? So I really really believe that LAFC has to. Uh, uh, they should know how to attack Tigres, all right? Because New York FSA they attack Tigres. In the second match, and uh, they were this close to a score, but hey, they, they couldn't uh, put it inside of the net. Olympia didn't attack at all at Tigres. So this team, it has a better, a, a good chance to beat Tigres if they attack them first. Okay, final question, gentlemen. The uh, What would it mean for LAFC to win this? Obviously, they, they get to, to go in the Club World Cup. They win a major international trophy. For me, the top thing is the the aura they'll be created in Mexico because if they beat these four teams, this is this is gonna remain for a long time. And tails between the legs of the of Liga MX will have to be in place because an MLS team did this. And Francisco, I'll start with you. Being big in Mexico is is pretty is massive for an MLS club. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they're already calling LAFC, El, El Mata Mexicano, so the Mexican killer. But once again, and, and this goes back to everything we've discussed in the last few weeks, if LAFC doesn't win this tournament, it's going to be Carlos Vela and his 10 teammates that mm -hmm. once did something epic and eliminated three teams. But that's it. They haven't won anything. They haven't won the tournament. And Liga MX is still way better. And the gap hasn't narrowed. So I think you're, you're looking for credibility right now. Uh, someone was asking me earlier, someone from Monterrey, are you thinking about, you know, the, 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 the Club World Cup, about Qatar? I'm like, this hasn't even crossed my mind. I mean, yeah. I think we, all of us as part of LAFC are enjoying this too much right now. But at some point, I think in the minds of the players, they got to be like, we're so close. We're only 90 minutes away and anything can happen in a single leg. So I think, you know, they have to go for that. They have to you know, change the chip in their heads of, yeah, we're here be and, and we like being here. We're just enjoying it. It's a great ride to, you know what? We've been in three great teams. I think we're ready for anything. And Tigres is just going to be the last step for us 
to do something special for our city, for our country, and for Major League Soccer. Armando, I mean, it's big for us. It's for, for, for us who cover LFC, it would be big. For the city, it would be big too because of the, the Mexican population here, the, 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 the people who live in LA who follow League MX. This is something that they'll have to pay attention and take notice to. But to Francisco's point, you got to win this game. Exactly. Hey, LAFC has nothing to lose. All right. They have, but they have a, a very good chance to win big. And this is going to be like, a, they're going to put LAFC on top of the world, on top uh, of every single news and every new newspaper, even though in Europe, because they're going to th- they're going to, they're going to be talking about LAFC, a brand new team with three or four years of existence and already winning the championship, uh, uh, CONCACAF championship. DC United, he, they did it in, and Galaxy in, in the first very, in the very first 10 years. I mean, why not the LAFC? Why not? They have a very good chance to do that. And, uh, and why not? It is only nine minutes away from the, the, the big moment, the every moment that we're waiting for, because God knows when are we going to go back to the same place, right? So let's, let's do this. Let's, let's get together to this, uh, to this game, to this match. And, uh, and I'm going to keep my finger crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm and my toes. <laughs> I thought Toronto FC would get it two years ago. They were really close. Eventually, an MLS team will do it. Guys, it's been great to chat with you. Enjoy the game. I know we're going to be all on the edge of our sofas, our seats, hoping and praying. And hopefully Tuesday night, we are watching LAFC with a trophy in their hands and a ticket to the Club World Cup. Armando, Francisco, Marco, Gondino, thank you so much for joining us. We'll do this again soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Terrific. And don't forget to listen to this game at 9.80. The game will be on Nueve Ochenta on the radio, so take a listen to that. Also on TUDN, also on FS2 at 7 o'clock Tuesday night. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe inside LAFC so we can have more great shows like this. Thank you. Have a great time. Have a great game night.